Hello, Attactioneers. Welcome to the Attack Action Podcast, America's flesh and blood premiere podcast. Longest podcast about flesh and blood currently in existence. I'm your host, Taylor Morrow. And I'm your host, Blake Meyer. Oh my God. That's right. So, Blake, you don't know, but you are fabled in the Attack Action Podcast lore for never listening to podcasts, but being mentioned several times on the cast. And now, beautiful audience members, this is the great lengths we've gone to to get Blake to listen to the fucking podcast is just get him on the podcast. So welcome. Thank you. I'm actually rarer than a fable. Fables are one every 40 boxes. I think you guys are a little bit higher than 40 of your podcasts. That's correct. This would be episode maybe 78, 79. I'm a cold foil master cog type thing going on. (laughs) Yeah, your cold foil, cold foil flavor, flavor, flavor. You're a flavor. How do you feel about that? Flavor makes sense for me. Yeah. (laughs) So Blake, uh, what's going on in your life? Like, what do you even do for a job other than oh my cast God, AGE hope, stuff? I'd hope you didn't say any of this stuff because it's in turmoil these days. But I work in reality television casting and not casting as in commentator for <laughs> card game. Casting as that would be I, funny, find, though. I find oh. the weirdos that you put on reality shows. John is bombing his interview right now. Let's see if he can pull it back with his fifth take of... What are you saying? I mean, we do we do maybe say some of that mono e mono, but we would never tell John. But uh, crazy enough, today is one of the premieres for a show that I've worked on, which is the Squid Game reality show. So I worked on that for five months back in 2022, and it's premiering on Thanksgiving, technically, or today, or whatever. Five episodes. So go watch that. Maybe I'll work on next season if that happens. But currently, this is the worst year to work in reality TV because there was inadvertent and indirect effects from the strikes where people were like, we don't really want to spend money on new shows. We'll make shows that have 20 seasons already. And though I usually work on newer shows. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's because you're bad at your job or if that's because I work for companies that do more experimental stuff. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Right. I guess I would know, but I don't, <laughs> I'm leaving it up to chance. If well, you ask me what I'm really doing these days. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to know. I stayed up till four in the morning last night playing the new golden Kasai hero on felt table. <laughs> and I've never felt better playing a deck in flesh and blood in my life. And it doesn't even have all the cards yet. Really? Wow. That's a hot take. Is that because you were playing against a robot who sucks? Let's not. Let's, let's not. I, I think it's partly her, the hero power is so good on that hero. Like, who cares about the gold token? Using a Gorganian tome to get a courage effect, using a Hope Merchant's Hood to get a courage effect, pay yellow, get a courage effect, and draw a powerful red. It's like, it's disgusting because there, there, there's an idea of like, Oh, the gold, the army is going to be really good. I feel like if you have one army dude up, it's good. 
and just use your gold tokens to just fish for your better cards and turn on your your uh, swords for free because it's not really free if you're paying a yellow to use your gold but it's mm-hmm. like I'm swinging my sword both times and I'm going to go try and find a a card that has go again on it. Interesting. We'll, we'll, High uh, Striker. Get, Ever heard of it? I have. I actually I think put that in a Kasai Blitz deck once upon a time. High Striker. Swing a sword at your Ashwing. Make six coppers. Now I'm ready for blood on her hands. You're already dead, bro. What's the point of... <laughs> That's an assassin out? card already dead. Come on, dude. Mm. You're already gone. You're already toast. <laughs> You're toasted. Yeah, well, so that's cool. what I've been doing instead nice. of actually working. Or so that's why I'm gonna seem tired this whole time on this podcast and lazy and sad because I stayed up so late playing no, that. No. That's that's just like NPR energy, which is a uh, very successful model. So I think it's gonna be fine. Um, oh, mm-hmm. there goes my dog leaving the room. Hello, everybody. This is Taylor. While I'm editing the podcast, our advertisements for the show got buried an hour in there and took a hundred years because me and Blake were just having such a good time. So I'm going to put them right here. Please support us. The best way you can do that is through Patreon. We are an audience supported podcast. So every bit helps it's four dollars a month it gets you access to the discord which is one of the most wholesome places on the internet for flesh and blood so i recommend you going there it also will get you an invite to the attack action podcast hype house happening at the beginning of april we are just trying to recreate the outside of tournament vibes and memories that if you've been to a calling, a battle hardened, or had to travel for a ProQuest or a road to nationals with a group of friends, you know how fun that can be. So we just want to spend that time with our most beloved audience members, which would be our patrons. So check that out. Uh, if you are not in a financial space to do any of those things, feel free to just like subscribe comment on stuff share it around tell a friend that is also a great way to help us so really appreciate you all and happy thanksgiving to all of our listeners in the states okay back to the show uh well if if the audience members have noticed i have a bit more of a uh rasp or uh like I've been yelling vibe to my voice today. And that's because I have been. We had our very first basketball game last night. And uh, so basketball season is is uh, in full effect. Home Did opener, season opener. Huh? Did your team spread out? Yeah, they were. They had great spacing. They spread out. And uh, we, we smoked the team we played, you know. Uh, they had uh, the opposing team had nine points at halftime. So if you don't know, uh, that's very that's low. Not a lot. Yeah, that's not a lot of points. How are yeah. the moms on your team? Are they good at cheering? Do they know all the old school cheers? <laughs> I have pretty good moms on my team. Uh, they're supportive. They cheer positively. 
you know because that was my favorite thing of going to the basketball games back in texas was all the we know every single cheer of pass it up shoot it in pass it up shoot it in that's the only way to win pass it up <laughs> and just constantly like when they're on offense do that or on defense re re b re b o u n d rebound at basketball rebound at basketball okay so obviously blake uh my school would like to hire you for um game time prep and uh crowd prep i don't know we fucking need that type of energy <laughs> at I, our games. I went I used to go to some friends' dodgeball stuff and cheer, uh-huh. and I can fill up a room with my voice. And their opponents complain to the like head judge of, "Can we have that guy not cheer this loud?" Because <laughs> like they're, they're you're hired. Their te- team name was Throbo Cop, and That's they had good. just a lot long cheer where it was Throbo, and I would just sit in the back and just say it as loud as possible and they're like get this guy out of here <laughs> well we need you uh that would add a excellent you guys are pretty atmosphere. good though of nine points i don't know maybe it would throw your team off too uh no we're i was like i had to sub down in the first two minutes because it was uh 10 nothing you know right away like they didn't they they shot the ball one you know etc so uh it was cool i was a little bored in the game because i'm like okay come on make an adjustment okay he's not making any adjustments i guess i'll just keep subbing and put in these weird lineups and see what happens what was really funny funny moment uh i'm at one of the games that precedes ours the jv one of the jv games and i'm talking to my volleyball coaches and uh they're like you know our football team Oh, this is a whole other story, which maybe I'll get into. But our football team uh, miraculously made it to the section championship, which is the one of the highest levels you can achieve in California. Um, and we won, which is a separate story, which I'll tell in a second. So I had one day with, and we're a small school. So my most of my basketball team plays on the football team. So football ended on Saturday. So that I got the my whole team together for Monday, and then our first game was Tuesday. And I was talking to the volleyball coaches, and they were asking how the football kids are doing. I was like, you know, our skill seems pretty good, but our conditioning obviously is not there. And, you know, this is the millionth year I've done this. I'm like, one of them is going to throw up in this game. It happens every single year. One of them runs around and throws up. And, Hell you know. Yeah. First, first sub off the bench, goes in there, plays for two minutes, sprints off the court, pukes in a trash can. Like, and I just locked eyes with the volleyball coach and we just started laughing. You know, the, the child is fine. His parents were there. He's right. fine. He's fine. But okay, so the football story. So we're, we're scheduled to play a private school in San Francisco and they're the number one seed. But as a private school, who's very rich, you do not have to own your own football field. You can just say, hey, I'm just going to pay the money to rent out a really nice stadium in San Francisco. Uh, I don't, we don't need one. So we're just going to do that, you know? Well, the city of San Francisco owns that field and inclement weather was predicted and there were already football games being played on that field and 
the city shuts down their fields so that they do not get ruined by rain and um, football people. Right. So the school that we were scheduled to play, who's the number one seed, couldn't have a field for our game. So in the bylaws, it says it goes to the number two seed or the opponent, which was us. So now our five-hour trip to San Francisco is gone, and this other team has to travel five hours to us. And they're they're swimming. Not they're not used to doing that. No, no. Their AD was like, "So what uh, charter bus do you normally use when you go down here?" And I'm like, "We use the school transportation, and our coaches drive ten hours in a day." Right. That's the world we live in. And then they're like, "Okay, is your field at the same?" address as your school i'm like there's one there are two streets in the town where this school is at you a could not miss the high school and b yes the field is there because we're (laughs) we're a public school rain game happens rain wind by the fourth quarter the only way i could tell which team was which was because their helmets were different colored be they were just all covered in mud it was Mm. it was insane then with we're up three touchdowns three minutes and 22 seconds left the opposing team has the ball power goes out scoreboard's gone lights on the field are gone <clears throat> whole town is out of power to count out loud in the back <laughs> yeah i mean we can't you know it's like five six o'clock at this point so it's just impossible to continue to play so anyway after long deliberation with the um the governing body for our athletics and the opposing athletic director and their coach and stuff. We all agreed that, uh, (laughs) that the game would be, would end as is. So my school wound up winning a football section championship. Congrats. Amazing. I would be so pissed if I was the other team though. Like, could you imagine if your senior year you worked so hard you're the number one seed. You're going to get a home playoff game for the section championship. And then you got to drive to the fucking middle of nowhere. Mm. <laughs> like, like I can't explain to you how in the middle of nowhere this is. The view from our field is trees. There are only trees in the background. You know, I mean, be, be better, you know. That, that was a thing growing up in West Texas is we would go four hours to some of our district playoff games because Abilene's four hours away yeah and so sometimes out of district we would play a team from dallas Mm -hmm. and dallas coming to odessa would be six hours and so those teams never really travel outside 45 minutes yeah and they'd be like not used to it and tired and like that was the only way we had to beat them yeah and so there was my senior year, we beat Euless Trinity in the third week of the season, but then we played them again in the 13th week and they crushed us. And we were the only people that beat them in their like 15 and one year where they won it all. And it was like, are we better players than them or are they just tired and maybe they don't know their offense that well? In three. <laughs> yeah, it was. You got to take it when you can get it. And that that seems like you took it when you got it. Totally. I just feel bad for the other team to just be like, 
you know, in our, in our talks with the opposing coach, I was like trying to clarify with our section, like, okay, so would the game, if we suspend it and replay those last three minutes, would it be, where would we play it? And they're like, it would stay at the site it was at. And he was like, oh, hell no, we're not coming back up here. (laughs) (laughs) Which is totally fine. So for three minutes, that'd be insane. If you three minutes, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, you never know on better weather conditions, like they might've been able to, pull it out i mean we three touchdowns in three minutes yeah that's not how the game works you got to do some onside kicks and others it's probably better in the rain for that (laughs) yeah totally it was crazy it was crazy uh okay one thought process i had when you were talking about these basketball and and are you going to make an adjustment or not is there some correlation to you doing your basketball lineups and maybe looking in your your bag for different decks when you know there's people that you're going to play against that are bad uh you have a fun deck and you have a an aggro deck or this is this is my top meta deck is that yeah how you think of your lineups when you start off oh that's a good idea uh maybe when i was uh a different person but now i'm just like you know what i got a rackney sleeved up that deck's fun as fuck we're just that's the only one i'm bringing i still have icelander yeah. sleeved up in the bag just because it's in there just in case right but you know no i don't bring the uh <laughs> the repertoire anymore it just takes a lot of time to sleeve cards and get them out of the binder and stuff and this is just what i got going so we don't really we don't really change it let's move into the news section shall we let's move this podcast along here so worlds happened and uh this is basically what this podcast is going to be about we're going to be talking about worlds but one of the huge things i think that was really amazing that happened at worlds is the sealed event i believe on sunday at worlds had almost a thousand participants over 900 people participated in bright light sealed so how okay how I'm I'm gonna not try to start off this as extremely negative to start off, but if you think about it, how many of those almost a thousand people actually played, and how many of them bought an eighty dollar sigil for thirty dollars and then dropped? I don't know. Cause that there was some. Oh, that's why it was so big. Cause who right. would want to play in a in a thing? But like. Oh, I'll grab a sigil on the way out of here to my train. And it's Sunday night after everybody's like, we're all so tired. Let's go. Let's go get some sangria and oh, get ready ooh. for our plane tomorrow. Some T-A-P-A-S. I don't want to pronounce anything completely wrong. <laughs> but you'll just spell it. Okay, yeah. perfect. <laughs> Can't spell something wrong if you kind of know it. I mean, it, I, I'm not trying to think? be like 500 I, people did that, you know? Just I mean, like, it makes sense. So you're po- your plus yeah. money of get a sigil for thirty bucks, sell it to your local who needs a a copy of every card. Wait, wait for it to go to a hundred. Okay, I just made seventy dollars, and that's kind of paid for this big dinner I'm about to eat. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, pragmatic. I don't know. I I don't know if n- nine hundred people were like, I love this weekend so much. I need to play one more layer of bright light sealed before I go. Yeah, I don't know if it's. <laughs> If it's that also, obviously, Blake, it's a spectrum, but 
It's would, true. Yeah. Everybody's doing everything. Yeah. I would not say it's like, you know, 200 people were there to be sweaty and try hard. And the other 700 were just like, give me that promo. You yes. know, sealed, I think is, promo. is really fun in bright lights. I think that has something to do with it. It's my, my favorite sealed. There was a calling experience. sealed. Was there? That was the, that was the call. Oh, that was the calling. Yeah. So that is a thing where it's like, we did this two days ago. Yeah. We got to do it again before, right before we go. <laughs> let's, let's do it one more. Run it back. Yeah. I don't have enough recharges and gas ups yet. I need 19 of them <laughs> before I get out of this convention center. Was it at a convention center? Was it at a church? Where were they play? I have no clue. They probably played somewhere cool. A basilica, maybe? I'm not even sure what any of those things are. We never had to worry about it because you were never going to spend $3,600 in the middle of basketball season to go to Barcelona, were you? <laughs> uh, I thought about it because it works out time-wise, but no, probably not. You know? You got to stick to your tier three things in your own con- in your own state. It's just, uh, it's it would add too much stress to my life. Right. And I would feel like, I'm letting my team down, so so I won't not doing it, but maybe in my old age next year, who knows. Let's talk spoilers also. Shall we? That's in the news. Spoiled. Cool, go for it. Spoiled. Just kidding. Spoilers. It, it's so funny of like, okay, we announce our championship on a Sunday. And do you guys want to have one day of rest or one day of breath? No, immediately go. And there's there's already spoilers being announced. Uh, t- t- somebody something talk is gonna have one. Here here's a spoiler <laughs> of a spoiler thing. Um, that don't worry. There's gonna be and, and then there's people that are like, I got my email today, and that's always my least favorite part about spoiler is we gotta know that everyone has one, but they they let us know we can't tell you until December thirty seventh that we have it. And this may seem like a broken record of what I you normally say about spoilers, but it is like, let's just fast forward and get me to like, and like, I, I'm not even going to care about expansion slots this time around because I'm going to obviously be caring more about the Brute Warrior and Guardian cars because those are classes that I play. Like mm-hmm. the only like, ooh, I'm maybe I'm excited about what Assassin could get. But other than that, all the cards I actually want to see are actually in the main set this time around. Yes. <laughs> True. Because <laughs> uh, how many of those co- things are bait? Do you think there's a Kano specialization popping up in three days? Why? Who said that? That's out there? Or somebody that, somebody, I don't know if it's a Photoshop or if they literally just got the same card as Blazing Aether and just cut around it to only show specialization. I mean, Kano. Kano. maybe. Who cares? Let's do it. Give everybody specializations. I mean, I've been wanting one for Reinar for literally four and a half years or something at this point <laughs> yeah totally. i've only played the game for almost three years now i would i my gripe if we're gonna gripe is that they say here's spoiler season these specific dates and then like you said everybody goes oh my god i got a spoiler card it's coming out december and you're like that's outside of the realm of spoiler season can we just say these are the spoiler dates comma and select people will be 
trickling cards in leading up to these dates. I mean, you know, the more information you tell your player base, the better. I don't like having to guess. I don't like I don't have the information because I'm not in the club. That always feels bad of especially when maybe you're somebody who runs a podcast or you you commentate in your local stuff and you're like, I'm giving back to this community in my own way, but I'm not a part of the club or whatever of the spoiler season stuff. So it is like I get to watch other people have fun and spoil cards and hope that I, I'm good enough next time to get one or something like, and then it's interesting seeing the same 17 people spoil one every time. And you're like, what, what is better? Like me spoiling a brew card. That's like never played. That's a rainbow card or not getting one at all. Is it, there, there's just like a, because I'm not in the club spoiler and until I'm see the majestics that are brute or see the new Kasai cards, I'm going to be like just on edge and pins and needles of like, what's going on here. And I think the thing that I wanted to complain the most about the bright lights <laughs> one was the order in which they spoiled cards was so bad that I hope they took some time to actually roadmap the expansion slots of where it makes sense of not putting the worst card next to the best card to start off and ignite a player base of like, why is there a Tome of Imperial Flame right after a Brood card that nobody's going to use? I guess that's that's fair. I would... My thing is that uh, there's probably no right way to to do that. There's you a know wrong what I mean? Way, I know, but it's like, <laughs> you know, I don't know what the crossover is. I don't know. I don't really care. No, it, at it's, this point. It's, it's something where it's just like, People are going to complain no matter what. I, I think that's my favorite thing about things that have more than five people is some of my 17,000 player base said they didn't like this, but some of my other 17,000 player base said they did like this. Which is it, guys? And it's like there's 17,000 viewpoints. Yeah. That's a number I'm pulling out of nowhere. That's not how many flesh and blood players are. I think we figured that out when you said December 37th. <laughs> That you're just making up numbers. There we numbers. go. Somebody's paying attention. <laughs> that you're just making up numbers. Uh, the numbers are made up. Me and me and Colin are trying to practice uh, spoiler ambivalence as um, a podcast who would really, you know, like to feel the validation that somebody has noticed the work and time and commitment we've put right. into to the thing. And one of those ways is, uh, you know, getting invited with on the cruise ship with the cool kids to New Zealand. And the other one is uh, right. getting a spoiler card. But now I'm, I'm trying to just be a nihilist about it. And, and who cares? You know what I mean? And nothing about spoiler season bothers me. I just try to get uh, excited for new cards. You know, that's an exciting time to think about the game and, think about the new mechanics and you know am i gonna financially support this new hero blah 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 etc you know uh so that's kind of how i feel about it but i understand your sentiments a hundred percent uh blake because 
but it, it, as the game grows, it becomes, I don't know, probably like increasingly hard to figure out how to do that stuff, you know? Right. And I, I think there's, it, it's funny because we can see the layers of insular stuff of if we're going to introduce new people to this game and grow it, I think it was a a little bit more interesting two and a half years ago where it felt like you could come into this space and do whatever you want and not be like, I'm five years behind. And so having the same spoilers every single time going to the same groups and then the circle gets smaller and then it's here's our heavy hitters of we're going to invite these specific people to New Zealand and now you're never going to be a part of that if you showed up in the last year and a half like if you're going to be part of the group you kind of already had to be in here unless you're going to walk in with I'm a famous person from another card game and I have 70,000 followers from the time I won a magic GP and then you're going to be like, that's somebody where you're like, oh, it'd be so cool to see if he's good at Reinar. And then there'll be like, let's get you on a video with the professor. And what? And it's like, okay, like I get that I haven't paid my dues and won a GP as a Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh player or seven other card games that I could have won something. But I'm just a person who really likes flesh and blood and really likes a certain hero is there something for me or should I like just passively participate instead of actively participate and try to make videos? I, I think there is a layer of, do you do it for fun? Obviously you do it for fun, but if you say it to an empty f- fan base or like that, a spoiler card or whatever is a, here's 50 followers that maybe you wouldn't have had facilitated by the the top dogs i also wonder too because obviously they're trying to get the most eyeballs on their game you know and i would i wonder what the data is too for uh like if i'm a new player do i get more excited to see a spoiler card for a game i maybe barely play or I'm thinking about playing like right cuz that doesn't happen in other games I'm around that I'm like whoa cool you know cuz I I, but I think the, but that's just me that's anecdotal right so I don't know what the numbers are for like if we give x person and they have you know this many thousands of followers does that then equal this many new players and that equals this many dollars you right. know and we're basically burping right now as we're talking because I just almost did it too because we're trying to, to to really talk around a sensitive subject. But like I think an example we have is like someone like DM Armada does spoilers for other card games. But I'll pay attention to his video about the new hero for Flesh and Blood. But when he says, here's this other card game that's either, I don't know if it was Battle Spirits Saga or something Clash or whatever, I don't click that video. And so the vice versa would be true of, hey, this is a Hearthstone streamer that we're going to pay to spoil our brand new legendary card for heavy hitters. It's like, how many of those? Yes, there may be 30,000 Hearthstone fans of that guy, but how many of them are going to care about flesh and blood? 
Yeah, I don't where know. it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think the idea of well, three floating got a hero and everyone loved it, and that's one of our favorite video people that do things in our community. So let's celebrate them. Same thing with I'm the quintessential dash. So if we're gonna have a new dash, let me do it, et cetera, et cetera. Like I like those a little bit more than we just have a bunch of followers and maybe we could get some new players. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know the math behind all that. I know I know some other things that I feel more strongly about that I'll fight for, but like that's a thing where I'm like, hmm. Legendaries and heroes. I I I want to know our heroes for heavy hitters now because, like, thank God they on the Friday of Worlds were like, "Here's Kasai, the Golden Sands," because I feel like that was the hypest moment of the weekend for me. Of like, holy crap! Everyone that I told, shut up, we're never getting a, an adult Kasai. Here's one. She's got yeah. a different hero power. Yeah, you can use her old cards, but there's going to probably be some new things to do with her. And now you can con- play a consistent warrior with on hits an entire CC game instead of just hoping Dorothy is good enough. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, which is a, a great segue into Kasai of the Golden Sand. So our new warrior hero, uh, Dope Art. Love Dope it. Art. I mean, that's one of the reasons I really have always liked Kasai is because she's a fucking badass. Uh, she gets shit done. 40, 40 health, four intellect, the classics. Uh, hero power reads, if you have drawn a card this turn, your sword attacks cost one less to activate. Once per turn action, banish two reds and two yellow cards from your graveyard. The next time a weapon you control hits a hero this turn, create a gold token, go again. So, really... Everything you could want in hero power. Yeah, I mean, really cool, you know. Um, Creating a gold token is, as we know, very cool, very good. And there's uh, an increasing amount of applications for that. And then just, like, it's pretty insane to incentivize you to draw a card. You already want to draw a card. But now you get two free resources off of drawing a card, which is crazy. That's a crazy ability. There's so many ways to draw a card. Uh, like, I think based on what I'm trying to say Listening right now. Listening Steel Blade. There you Boom. go. Like, it's Glint the Quicksilver. But um, That's what I that, meant. Glint the that, Quicksilver. That's, that's one where you're like, oh, I'm kind of, I'm not going to have enough resources to do this. I glint the Quicksilver against the computer opponent. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my God, that's free now. So now I can do the one cost reaction as well. It was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, I think, I don't know if you've played any Kasai in Blitz at all, but she was by far my favorite deck. Oh, so fun. Like, the math is perfect with her. And I I haven't been playing her recently because she does lose to maybe Chain, but now she's the deck to beat this Saturday. I'm going to be doing Reinar instead. Because I let somebody else borrow my Kasai deck because I'm such a nice person. But like the math in huh. Kasai is perfect because the second swing is always free. Yeah. So you're going to lose that out on the new version of Kasai. And there's the idea of, well, one of her specializations requires copper. One requires gold. 
I think a good deck is going to play both yeah. and be able to get both because her hero power is kind of what Iron Song versus is doing. Of mm. your opponent was never going to block you, but now you're giving them a you have to block this or I'm going to get something on top of my normal damage. Because getting a Courage token from Versus and a Gold token from my Hero Power is that two damage is now it's going to be one in the future and a Gold. Like you're you're falling behind unless well, then, you block this yeah. sword for two. And then it makes it super easy to play cash in once you have a Gold token, you know. And that's that's cool. You're, three you're copies of cash in. Three copies of cash in yeah, and Kasai for the rest of your life. For the rest of your, that's so many cards to draw. Uh, yeah, I and mean, it turns on your hero power. Yeah, which is nuts. Uh, you can run Potion of Luck now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Are you Somebody... running Sift? Are we running Sift now? Probably not. I mean, I built a list. And I'm obviously because I keep talking about it. There's probably going to be more ways too. Like, there's already enough ways to kind of get that going, and then there's obviously going to be more ways to do it out of this set but moving right along with more spoiler cards uh we got raisin army which is a warrior action that is free it's a yellow blocks for three and it's a kasai specialization as an additional cost to play this destroy x gold you control create x centauri cell sword tokens go again and then we got centauri cell allies they're allies they're three attacks two health allies once per turn action costs one attack. Go again. Centauri Cell Sword can only attack if you've attacked with a weapon this turn. How, first okay. first uh, impression. Yeah, first impression. How many how many how many army members do you think you need to make that card good? Probably two. That I thought it was gonna be four. It two two is like amazing. Yeah. Well, like just I cause, thought, oh, you're gonna have to get four and you you're balance them, but like you're only going to have one extra resource, maybe two extra resource to even swing the swordmen. And I think the swordmen aren't going to really be like, there's going to be whole classes that are just going to leave them up the whole game. Yeah, possible because, uh, you know, we were talking about this in the discord shout out to our discord. Uh, you know, you have to jump through a lot of hoops to get these mustachioed fellas out there. Uh, you know, you have to attack with your weapon. You have to have drawn a card. You have to make these gold tokens. And then you got to get raise an army. And then you have to have enough gold tokens to make it worth it to get them. And then once you have them, you have to have attacked with your sword with go again already. You know, for them to come in and do anything. Because you can't attack with them first. You can't go sell sword, sell sword. Now it's Kasai. It's like you're the the vanguard of your army before they show up. You know, what... Uh, I mean, two two makes it worth it because for two resources, it's six damage, which is a on-rate scenario for normal cards. Two for six. You know what I mean? And then they block it. for four <laughs> because they each have two health, you know? So I think two, I mean, one would still be good. It's like a third sword swing. You know what I mean? Off of a, a blue, basically, if you can get both of your swords right. to swing twice. You're going to swing one sword... Then Two the cell sword. sword in between, yeah. and then the third, third sword. your second sword is the third attack. Yeah, which is really cool. So I hope there's more than one way to make Centauri cell swords. That would be cool. 
to just make like a single one if you've mm. if you've uh if this you, hits make a centauri soul sword that'd be pretty totally stupid. if this hits and you've made x number of tokens or whatever get a cell sword you know what i mean something like that right. but then it's like the end of your turn so they don't attack what the other thing i would love to have happen and maybe this will be an altar i do but uh the cell swords. swords but it's the podcast hosts of attack action podcast. that would be cool they should just all have different artwork because they're all different mm. people that's what they should have like they should be women one's they should be taylor men. one's colin yeah. one's, one's blake yeah <laughs> uh-huh. the other guy yeah i don't even remember who he is uh i think it's gonna be sick i've been wanting we were we were just talking about this actually me and a uh, friend of the show Levi, uh, shout out to Levi. He and me were talking about this very thing, getting like a hired mercenary specialization for Arachne because you have silver and it's like, well, then you right. just hire this mercenary guy to like do some of your work here and then let's have him in like a like a, a Blasmafet situation or a, a Nazareth or... or a, and obviously or LSS thought that was a smart idea. But I, I do think flavor-wise it makes Kasai is the hero that this makes sense with. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. And new new and cool I, way to play I warrior. I think the whole idea of here is a warrior that is going to be you're gonna be on the defense against Kasai until like you you have to have disruption against Kasai or you will be blocking for 45 minutes straight and probably losing amazing i hope so well i don't hope so that sounds lame but i mean you play you play the disruption deck like you're gonna be i'm not gonna block the surgical extraction i'm gonna get blown up by that yeah then i'm gonna pummel it and you're gonna lose two cards mm. uh blake what do you think now about these other generic attacks so money where your mouth is oh excuse me money where your mouth is <laughs> so uh, pitch a blue money where your mouth is yeah nourishing emptiness nine dominate make a gold unblockable this I deck mean, is pretty good that, that is cool nine dominate i would oh but you you could maybe have attack actions in your well use your hero power to banish them first and then play your nourishing cool it's like going to be busted. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a five card hand. I thought when we saw wager was going to be a thing that you would have to have a gold token to then like. I'm glad you could make it out of nowhere. Wager. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's cleaner. I bet one of the things was like, you got to have a gold token to play this. But um, it's it's better that way, I think. I think money where your mouth is will get into Kasidex. Um, I'm not too excited about those blocks of tests of might, tests of agility, unless I'm butchering those names. Let me click this button. <laughs> um, heavy hitters. Yeah, test so, of agility. When this defends, clash with the attacking hero. The winner creates an agility token. Clashing right. heroes reveal the top card of the deck. The hero that reveals a card with greatest attack power wins. So you're gonna to have to play a very heavy attack action deck to get the bonus of that. Mm -hmm. 
And then one thing I was like, I love agility tokens for Reinar. I feel like that's really going to open him up of an agility token basically says, you rolled a four on Scapskins. Go for it, bud. And I think if you told Reinar players that's what's going to happen coming coming forward, that'd be great. Agility tokens, though, test of agility, you're going to need to block with this card from hand. You can't play this from arsenal. So you have three cards left plus an arsenal. And you want to attack twice means you can really only block with this test of agility because the math is pretty bad if you if you're blocking more than just the test of agility. And agility tokens pop no matter what at the start of your turn. So I think it will be a I I need to draw this at the exact right time because I can't put this in my arsenal and wait for the best time to use it. So I don't know if that's gonna be as good as everyone maybe thinks. I don't know if everyone else is like, bro, we're way ahead of you. <laughs> I don't want to play that. Test of strength, however, when this defense clashed with the attacking hero, the winner creates a gold token. I think that's one you could maybe use of I just want gold tokens and I can I can side this in against heroes that I know have are going wide because I'm gonna have bigger stuff. Yeah. And but then you blow a tire as soon as you look at the top card and it's a non-attack action, and your opponent has a double strike on top. That one beats yours nothing. And right. I'm a person who's been looking at the top of my deck and hoping for a long time, probably a, a year and a half. And there's just some really bad options off the top of your deck. <laughs> Give your opponent a gold token. Like you can't be playing test of might, test of strength. My bad against Kasai and maybe giving her a gold token. Like, that would be pretty bad. Hold'em is another one of these. Your next mm -hmm. warrior attack, this turn gets plus three, and when this attacks a hero, you may wager a Vigor token. Vigor is basically a tunic trigger. Yeah. At the start of your turn, you have to use it. So your first sword is free next turn, or you can kind of see this one for three giving you the one back, and it's actually a zero for three. Yeah, it's nice at blocks for three as well. That's warrior, baby. Yeah, it's good. I think this I, I'm this is cool design space. It's new, it's fresh. Uh, I think it'll be very fun in draft too. Yeah, like this will be exciting. Of like instead of boosting a card and hoping it's an item, because now my dumpster dive gets plus one, and I did a one for five. It'll be like. Let's look at the both look look at the top card of both decks. We get a little bit more information of what's going to happen in the future, and now someone else also has another thing that they can get incrementally ahead of you on. Yeah, I I I like the design space so far of this. I was like a little less enthused to re go back into the Guardian Warrior and Brute class. You know, I'm really looking forward to a new class. You know. I mean, somebody literally wrote, "I hot take, I think heavy hitters will have Necromancer. And it's like, <laughs> at a certain point, that's not a hot take. That's just that's the a hot dumbest take. thing I've ever heard. No, of, like, that's, a, just that's not what hot happen. takes are. are no, hot takes are, I'm going to root against a world favorite player because I don't really like them. Not, I'm just going to make thing. up, I'm going to make up stuff and... That They'll, the they'll have to put Necromancer and Heavy Hitters because the, the, there's going to be so many dead bodies through 
Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, let's take a look at the outline. We're just, Blake, you're great at podcasting because uh, you're just out here talking. Love it. Uh, <clears throat> last thing I want to talk about in the news before we get into just talking about worlds a little bit more uh, was I loved that we basically got next year's uh, OP roadmap out. And that's awesome. That makes my life way easier to plan and think about and that sort of thing. So I really appreciate that we got a huge heads up about uh, Amsterdam. The, yeah, about all of that stuff. Pro Tour LA, not excited. It's in downtown. Like when he's like, it's in beautiful downtown LA. I was like, okay, guy from across the world. Like, we should have just had it in Pasadena. Oh my gosh. It's so it, much, it is funny so much making international people fly into LAX and then pay for an Uber to Pasadena. Like, yeah, that does. Oh, uh, welcome. Give us $200 to our local <laughs> Uber community. It, it's something where I, I think some of those people would be like, oh, I'm, I'm down to try public transportation. Like, I think you could Uber to like Palm the street in Culver city and then get on an Uber and then go to the Staples center. Cause I'm never going to call it crypto. Um, go to the Staples center on a train and then never get in a car again for three days and then do the same thing on the way back. I think what's funny is like people were making fun of Baltimore of like, Oh, we're going to get stabbed. It's one of the most dangerous cities in the world. But there's people that live in Baltimore and play flesh and blood that are like, Oh my God, please don't say that about my city. I think there is that layer for me of if you want to spend some money and get a nice hotel that's literally overlooking the venue, you could probably be in one city block and have world-class entertainment, world-class food and world-class hotel without leaving, without like literally walking a thousand steps, which, and by that, I mean, you could watch a Lakers game. You could watch a Clippers game. You could watch a Kings game for hockey at the end of your eight round tournament, I think is something that like, I don't know if that's been done before because it's literally right next door to the venue. <clears throat> yeah. That's a good point that there's a, a lot of stuff to do. And Wolfgang's there. I think there's maybe a Gordon Ramsay around there. There's stuff where like, maybe I'm, tr I'm trying to get to actual, foodie LA of the, the heart of the city. Well, yeah. we can tell you where to go. That will be an Uber. But there's also people are coming here to enjoy like there's conventions all the time is what we're trying to say. There's there's nice yeah. restaurants. Yeah. Allegedly, you could do that corporate version of LA or you could drive an Uber to Jitlada and try some of the best Thai food in the world. Nice. Well, you heard it here first. Blake is going to... I'm going to go to Jitlada today. He is going to be tweeting. Your guide. He's gonna I'm the sunflower samurai of exactly. Los Angeles. There you go. Blake Meyer. Follow him on Twitter. At Blake, <laughs> Blake Shouts or whatever. Is. Well, there's a lot of hate. Hate, 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 hate. His BS. Uh, shout out to all the cosplayers at Worlds. That does not get enough coverage. Uh at all at worlds it's just you know for sure an afterthought and for people who spend like 
uh, just as much time working on their costume as they as everybody like trying to grind and win at worlds uh i think they need just as much love uh outwardly from the stream even we could mention it on the stream have a cosplayer on in between rounds or like draft there's a lot of downtime you know what i mean and there's a lot going on at that venue and we could probably uh cover some of that stuff that would be great i there was one thing about the keynote that i wanted to get your opinion on slash say oh. my my correct opinion oh, and see if you right. agree on okay so one thing i see what about, this is just a vessel for you to talk yeah more, and then for you to have a, yeah. a pregnant pause for me to then uh the roadmap in. we've been working towards do not worry guys there will be four sets in one year and i have been i think one thing maybe i say a lot is it feels like this game should be four sets a year because there's three months a year and we're currently in one of those months where our December will be or even January because like this is a until February. When did Bright Lights come out? That was September. I think so, so. September, October, November, December, January, February. This is the longest in between sets I think we'll ever see. Would in a long time actually. So I think sets, if we do four a year, would come out every three months. Right. And so anything longer than three months, that fourth month or that fifth month, which will be December and January, are gonna feel very like we are in a stale thing. The new cards that we got are literally three months old or four, blah, blah, blah. I'm begging for new cards. I want them so much. That'll kind of get solved by we have three sets a year because everything will be quicker. I know there's some people that are like, I kind of like that there's more room between sets because I don't have to buy a bunch of things. But I did not really buy a lot of Bright Lights products. So I kind of skipped a set because I'm not into mech. And so... The last time I bought a bunch of cards and was excited about things was Dust Till Dawn. And Dust Till Dawn till Heavy Hitters is a long time. Of even more so of like that's eight or nine months at that point. So I I was very excited for okay, we could get four sets a year. And now maybe if you don't want to participate in one of them because it's not your bag, baby, that you'd have another set coming up quicker. So what is what's your question here? <laughs> they I thought we were transitioning to four sets, but it they did show us on the roadmap there will only be three for twenty twenty four as well. Oh right, yeah. And so I was a little bit like, what's going on here? Yeah, and it's like heavy hitters comes out in February, and then set thirteen, what we which is what we don't know yet, is in June. So, right? so that's four all months of February, away. All of March, all of April, all of May. So it's four months, and then hopefully it's usually the first week of those months. Yeah. So that is a thing where, oh, if you're somebody who's like, dang, I really want a set full of assassin cards because they've kind of pledged to, no, we're only going to be doing draft sets. We're not doing supplemental anymore. If it's not your time to get a supplemental set or not your time to get a draft set, you're just getting maybe 
two cards for your hero every six months, which is like, that sounds fun until it's it's your turn to rotate to where you're only going to get two cards. Like I'm, I'm so glad heavy hitters is coming out because I think this will give me three new heroes to play for the next like year and a half of my life because I like all these heroes. And then whenever the arcane set comes out, maybe all those rune blade and wizard players get new tools and fun things for them to use. They LL their current heroes and then play the new heroes a bit. Uh, I think 2024 seems fine. You know, uh, three sets a year is okay. Yeah. Three sets is fine with me. I mean, it already feels like it feels like a lot when you look at, so heavy hitters comes out and then we have road to nationals and that, you know, that'll probably be mixed, uh, draft and CC. And then in April we have ProQuest, and that'll be draft and CC, you know, which will be heavy hitters also, you know, so maybe heavy hitters will be around too long by the time the 13th set comes out for the national championship. Um, but you know, who knows it does like looking at this, if we had a new set in, uh, let's just say January and then a new set in April and then a new set in July and a new set in November, that feels insane (laughs) to me. You know what I mean? So I don't know what's correct. It's just, it's more like how the OP seasons wind up going because that's what changes or that's what changes the meta in that sort of thing quickest. So it's like, it's armory that to me feels stale. I mean, there's only three of us anyway, but it's like, if we're just grinding the same, cc all the why, time why don't you that's have also FaceTime on tuesday nights and just play in our armory and and just send five dollars in venmo sure yeah bring your ipad and then i'll just sit here in the cockpit and i'll just uh play are you down try <laughs> yeah. that out yeah let's try that out let's do that i'm gonna be playing kasai the golden sands so perfect i'll probably just play arachne still uh <laughs> Okay, Blake's your falling dagger, asleep. No, your daggers don't kill my dude, so that's perfect. That's fine. I don't need to kill your dudes. I just need to kill your... Past weekend in fab. Your deck. Let's talk about worlds now, Blake, specifically for the last bit of this podcast. Thanks also for coming on. This has been super easy. You just You're doing great. Keep it up. I'm good at talking about things. <laughs> I'm not good at playing the game. So, <laughs> well, you know, you're fine at playing the game. Actually, I don't think we've ever played a game against each other. So I cannot say. You've seen I'm going to say you're bad. <laughs> <laughs> I need to play more consistent decks so I can blame myself instead of my dice. Um, fuck that. Play what's fun. That's where I'm at in my life. So worlds, it happened. I thought it was cool, you know, as the world championship is. I mean, I had, it felt like more investment because friend of the show, friend of mine, uh, Yuki Lee Bender was on a rampage through Swiss, went 6-0 in draft, uh, top aided, you know, 
so that really was like a big story for me and someone I was like really rooting for and just knowing like just having the extra validation for her to have like a podcast focused on the limited side of flesh and blood and then 6-0 draft at like the highest level tournament we have is just fucking sick right to like, be the one person that's like so doing cool it in the top pods instead of oh yeah. i i barely got through and did 3030 yeah. draft from like position 150 yeah totally and i have to do all of my games basically on stream that was that was insane that was that was a little bit like they did that with tau tau that one time yeah and tau tau i don't know if we're bleep this out or whatever but i i think there was a layer of like tau tau being on stream four times in five rounds is something that i don't like that mentally for players because i i hear about what streaming does to players because we do it at a local level with our tournaments and I think there's something of I think they put Yuki Lee Bender six rounds in a row of of drafts and you're just like there's how many rounds 14 or 12 14 so 14. 14 and then they have a whole day of of seven more games so 21 games are going to be streamed so that's 42 people that have the opportunity to be streamed on the highest level and we get to learn more about them. So I thought it was very interesting that Yuki is going to be eight of those 42 opportunities. When I say like that, maybe eight out of 42 isn't that much and she was number one, but it is something of like, let's see what's going on pod or, or we're going to stick with one person and it maybe we stuck with her because she kept winning but there's also the idea of like, I, I want to learn more about other people playing this game on the world stage. Because yeah. like, thank God we learned about blue pitch people now. And everyone's going to know Pudding and Shing yeah. of mm -hmm. like our godlike players and they have cool sleeves. And now we know how blue pitch works of everyone that cashes. We put it all into our, our team budget and divide it by the team. And now everybody gets it back. That's pretty cool. We don't do that in America. Oh, that we that may inspires us or whatever. And like, I think there's the layer of the in crowd that we've seen on every stream of like, if you start off with round one, Michael Hamilton, if you do that because he's a world champion, we're going to put someone else because they're a pro a former pro tour winner, but we're not making any new stories. Yeah. And I know it's hard to maybe pick out of a field of 400 of what could be good here, but it was very cool to see that two O Teclo player of yep. I'm the guy with the balls to show up with Teclo today and you're going to watch, this is why this deck is good if I'm hoping to play Dash EO or Dash Regular because I can take them both out. I yeah. thought that was a cool story and a new person where I can, that person's going to be able to explain his deck to our voracious Teclo fans around the world. <laughs> and we, not it's not that we've seen these players already and I do know that like if you're in Canada, you're probably like, no, I She's our former national championship. I'm rooting for her. I'd love to see her as much as possible. There's just 85 countries. I don't know how many countries. 40 countries. There's 36 countries. There's 25 countries represented. Just cut around that and pick which one's true. 
<laughs> but it's like I, I think there's a layer of not that I'm bagging on cover it, but I, I, I think it was so interesting to see new players and that opportunity for Alex of maybe you backdoored your way into the top eight, but boy, did you make the best out of it. And two years in a row, the eighth seed goes all the way. And now here's not only a hundred grand, but here's two years where people are going to really care about you and want you to be as involved in the community that you want to be in. We do care about your opinion because you're one of the two people that have put it all together on the day of. Yeah, absolutely. Huge shout out to Alexandros from Greece. I mean, that's also like the other huge uh, story that like, I felt like like that just didn't even, you know, wasn't big enough. You know what I mean? Like Like, the dude wins a ProQuest ever. You know what I mean? Like most notable thing. And then goes on to win worlds on Fi. You know? When we see like, oh shit, everybody's playing Icelander, Dromai, and Bravo. Like uh, substantially more than everybody else. You know what I mean? Like these are the decks people have picked. And, and I, th- I thought it was interesting that you go through both the Icelanders and the top eight and mm-hmm. my local five player taco time, Anthony Del Taco Zicella, he was like, <laughs> the matchup kind of comes down to did they get the insidious chill in the first three turns? Because that's the piece of disruption that Icelander needs to kind of leverage and get it going. And neither of the top eight matches got the insidious chill. Yeah. So if you're a five player who's known that deck in and out for a year and a half and played this matchup 45 times, you knew damn well that Alex was going to be able to do it because there just wasn't the piece of disruption that they needed. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I don't I don't have full information or I guess I do. I could go look. But LSS's website has been or excuse me. Fab TCG has not been uh, reporting decks uh correctly on their website but you know brain freeze is huge in the five matchup when they have a single blue and you brain freeze and take their zero cost blue out of their hand that soul bead strike out of there yeah totally you know that's huge so i don't know if they were like fully prepared for Fi in the top eight you know i'm sure they were prepared for these other uh other two matchups only 45 fives in the whole tournament 45s get it yeah <laughs> nice and you know That's watching why, him, yeah. <laughs> watching alex play his top eight matches too he just did you know what you got to do to be the world champ is you're just getting you know you know how to play your deck you're uh you have your combat tricks and you're getting all of these little advantages out of all of your cards you know that's like one of the things Fi does is he just he pings you for six damage over the course of the game or over the course of a turn. It's like, okay, well, I blocked, but you still took six because you took one here, you took one there, you took two here, you know, et cetera. Right. And he was just so good at leaning into all of those things. And, you know, did you watch his final four match against the Dromai player, Aaron? Yeah, I did. That was something where I was like, I have not seen... I don't know if Aaron was drawing bad or maybe just didn't have Ash quite away. Quite, oh my gosh, Ash generated right away. But it felt like 
this Dromai is not getting dragons down. There's no real pressure happening, but Dromai's still like blocking a whole bunch and taking like four a turn. Yeah. For like 10 turns in a row. I was like, how is this happening? Like, yeah. Dromai seems like such a hard deck to crack and get into all these pieces, but maybe these double strikes and Shuko activations. And there was Kadachi. Was Kadachi against um, Dromai, Dromai yeah. as well, or did he yeah. go to Emberblade? Mm-hmm. No, he used Emberblades for Kadachi's. Uh, yeah. Emberblade is going to, yeah, that makes way more sense when you think about it, Blake. So, Kadachi's, <laughs> it was interesting seeing like, I'm going to try and layer this mass trigger too. And like everyone loses to ninjas as soon as you forget about ancestral. And I think there was, I I think what was also refreshing to see is like it's top eight and we're making awful armory mistakes still of like, we're going to ancestral empowerment, a blaze headlong, like an idiot. (laughs) But like, but like we, we do that on a random Tuesday of course, we're not going to play 100% perfect. And as soon as somebody does that, it's like everyone in the chat's like, burn the witch, get him out of here. Yeah. But I think it is something where it's like resolving that and judge calls and those that is part of the daily. Like, I, I'll be gonna, I'm going to remember this forever because a judge call cost me $7,500 because it's the difference of being eighth place and fourth place. Like, I think that's something where I, I like the story of that coming back from worlds of not not that judges are bad, but just like you want to be on your P's and Q's, but even at the highest level, somebody's going to do something dumb and and maybe lose a game because of it is refreshing to see of like some of these pro players that are expecting to win a hundred grand every time they enter one of these tournaments are kind of like you and me too still at this point. Yeah, that's maybe an maybe in point. two maybe in two years from now they'll be robots and not ever forget a tunic, but we're not that far into our game where it doesn't look like if I practice fab for four hundred days, could I make some? I mean, worlds twenty twenty five. Could I win if I played five hundred games of fab? Five hundred days of fab. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Blake, start that challenge now. Let's find out. I don't know. You have, you have the power. Uh, My hero would get Living Legend right before <laughs> I was playing Lexi. And then, uh, what do you, that's one thing that's propped up recently of like everyone not complaining. I don't want to say that, but like being like, I, I don't even know if I should build Dromai. Like, she's going to be Living Legend in like two months tops. Like, I don't know if she's even going to make it to. LA and it's like well Dromai's been around since July 2022 so we're 16 months into her lifespan so if you're a normal card game you're expecting maybe 6 or 8 months more of a normal she she rotates after 2 years so it would be like if you if you're playing a good deck because you want to be successful, I don't think you can also be like, I'm kind of pissed that it's going to Living Legend because you you want to win, you have to play the best deck. The best decks are going to get Living Legend points. Yeah, that's true. I Grab mean, a Welcome I'll, to Wraith hero and be like <laughs> yeah, the never, rest of us. Never LL, but yeah. So 
uh, to reground us, another huge shout out to all the top eight people. Yes. Like, you know, amazing, amazing, amazing job. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's cool. Unlike Not world. Michael Hamilton, though. What happened? Well, shout out to Chris Iolli, who still was in the, you know, top 17th, 20. 17th. Yeah. Almost Hate 16th. to see it. But he brought Max Nitro, which is also sick. Are you a real dad, Chris? Why'd you do it? <laughs> I still think that's sick. Like, that's a cool story we didn't follow up on. It I did, didn't seem did like. Did he end up playing Max Nitro CC at all on that day on stream? Because I, I, I didn't I watch the second half. Like, I watched I the Reinhardt so. versus the Fi match from day two. I didn't watch a lot of day two CC because that was the other thing. We're on we're on West Coast. How late did you stay up each one of those nights? None. I just got up early in the morning and rewatched. Yeah, I, I did the opposite and started at midnight and watched for three and a half hours the first night. And it was like it's dry. Or I, I stayed up on day two and was excited to watch it. It was 12:30. We're starting a little bit late. And I was like, oh crap, it's draft. And I went straight to bed. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> don't care about did we boost or not or whatever but then the next day for finals it was saturday night for us so it was we're drinking from the football games and we're hanging out with the homies so it was like okay i'm kind of tired i also put out a tweet where it was like i'm rooting against canada and it looks like canada was going to take it home in top eight so i was like i'm just going to go to bed and hope this doesn't make me look like an idiot. <laughs> and then Alex, Alex was the champion, my champion. I'll buy him a beer one day, unless Hell he doesn't yeah. drink. Well, then we'll buy, buy some him, gummy uh, beers. Yeah, whatever, whatever he imbibes in, you know. So I think that's really cool. I would have loved to have, yeah, like Michael Hamilton, like in the top fifty, not in the top fifty. I think he showed up around thirty to forty. Uh, he, he wasn't too far behind Chris. Well, not, not that they'll be tied together forever, but maybe they kind maybe, of are. Maybe though, that is right? a thing of we'll think of Alex versus Shing the whole for the rest of the next five years. Thirty-one. Michael Hamilton finished thirty-first, which is top thirty-two. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's what we care about is eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four. Well, if we go all the way down to sixty-four, Michael Fang coming in at sixty-three. Sheesh. 128 who's down there i got we'll 186 out. at a call once. brian lorenz 127 let's go Jeez. <laughs> what do you think are, are we sad that lexi didn't make his worlds or are we like thank god we didn't have who, to watch who a cares? whole weekend of lexi things again it's fine i, I like, like it. i like the living legend system yeah i'm happy with how worlds turned I, out and what the metagame was like and i think that makes yuki's thing so much more impressive too of okay i won vegas on this hero yeah. and now i'm going to top eight with this one you're just like yeah absolutely sheesh. yeah i've known all along Luki's cra- <laughs> Luki. yuki is crazy good at this game you know uh <clears throat> another thing i will say is like i'm i am glad that yuki got or we got coverage of the uh, draft stuff because we did get to see like <clears throat> what that draft format looks like at the highest level, which made it more cool in my eyes. Um, right. 
instead of just spam Teclo. Yeah. So hopefully that changes the um, regular person meta a little bit more. Unlikely, but you know, maybe that'll have some ripple effects. So that's, I think that was really interesting. Also, uh, on the weekend as well, we have the Living Legend format, the biggest tournament of that. And uh, we have. Charles Starvo. <laughs> Charles Dunn wins the first one locally, but then gets second at Worlds. So embarrassing for SoCal. <laughs> Lucas Oswald, though, wins a tournament. So good for him. And Starvo's the first one to get double living legend points. <laughs> Doubled. Yeah. Was it Can top he... 16 were all Starvo? Or I was think it... so. That's insane. Like, clearly, if we're going to pretend to care about living legend moving forward, we're going to have to rebalance that because I don't want them to, oh, for Living Legend, we need to print new cards that change it. It makes sense to ban older cards. I know we just said this is going to be a format where there's no bans, but I don't want to live in a world where I have to play against Rune Blades that currently get new cards that can like get around Warmongers just so Chain could maybe be viable in one tournament a year that living legend would do. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I, I get to decide. I hope that, they but. continue to not ban stuff and let's have a few more tournaments and let's find out what like really happens. You know what I mean? Like, cause how much time did people put in to this format? Right. I mean, did they we, just go, our Starvo's good. I'll just put all the broken cards in here and we'll just, we'll just go for it. Right. You know? And we, we had the one locally, so I, I I guess I do know a little bit more about this than the average bearer. And it's right. like, I think you do say the words of, why are there, what, Chain is so good. Why is he not around? And Warmonger. it's, Warmongers. Warmonger literally beats him on his own, and it doesn't require you to change any cards in your yeah. deck. Yeah. You put it in your arsenal, you wait till Soul Shackle 6, you play, you block out, and then Warmonger and watch the Chain eat. 15 blood debt and pass to you and then you're like great you're dead <laughs> also stuff like starstruck if you want to attack the chain starstruck is disgusting against yeah for what 12 chain does dominate go again true it's terrible so and yeah as well it, afterwards sheesh, sheesh. Uh, um uh we'll see we'll see what happens i would like you know, for that to be a viable format, we need to have a few more tournaments, really see what the meta really would look like when people are a bit more focused on it. Um, I mean, why do you think there was 16 Star Wars? Is it an idea of, well, the good Prism players didn't show up and play Prism? Or is it, honestly, Starvo can beat anything you put in front of him because he's only gotten better as more cards got released for Guardian. And there's nothing that you can do to get around that pressure of my hero power is so much better than you. That's why we went straight to Living Legend the first time around. Well, it's it's a good hero. And it's a good hero, Bob. <laughs> it's a good it's a good hero. Um, I'd have to see what the tournament breakdown is too. Like, you know, is our 60% of the decks Starvo? Then that just ups their odds, right? right? 
And I think people wanted to win that prism statue and they paid their good money to play it. So I know we have the story of Lucas. Somebody tweeted out, he was looking for his 80 list the night before, wanted to play a different card, couldn't find it in his binder. So he played a certain, who knows if we believe all that. Of course we do. Why would we not? Yeah, why would we not? Uh, but like, that's who won the whole tournament was somebody who put the night before effort into it. So it is kind of like, I get I get your viewpoint of how many people are taking this seriously. Charles Dunn, when I interviewed him for AGE, Living Legend, was like, Starvo is my favorite hero of all time. I love this dude. I'm so excited to play in more Living Legend tournaments. I can't wait. Yeah, totally. I know, people, it's fun to play a broken deck. Right. It just is. To feel freaking powerful and unstoppable, like, it's fun. So, makes and sense. Is the one sentence that everyone says that could balance it of make Briar have all of her embodiments or does then that turn into now it's a two deck format and good luck trying to ever do damage against Briar if you're not Starvo. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I you, know, you need to know. You need to tell know, me right now. I know. I know. I'm just so it's it's coming to the end of the year and uh you know Let it ride. I'm, let it ride. Baby. Just let it ride and I'm you know I've put a lot of energy into getting fired up about a lot of stuff. And I don't know if that's making me a better person. So you know who cares? About I think that, you know? my my critique or my thing is let's have more living legend tournaments and then let's figure that out. If we have like the next three and the top 16 are still all Starvo, it's like, okay, well, maybe we will need to do something about this to make this legit because it's like, it, I, I think, I think it's an important format to have in the game. Right. You know I'll what I mean? I'll agree with that. I think I think one layer of what you just said over this last 20 minutes is we kind of want to pat them on the back for draft is more complex than we are playing at our local levels because Dash.io crushed these Teclos. We have another top eight person bragging about I fatigued multiple Teclos with my max deck. Maybe there's deeper layers than we could ever see, so we need to pat them on the back for how good Bright Lights draft is. But if we use those tournament results from Worlds, we should also use the tournament results of the Living Legend of like, nobody wants to play. Like, if there was a fighting, this is literally, I, I do fighting games every time. If if Chun-Li was the best character in Street Fighter Six, and there's no reason to play any other hero because they don't have the pressure or frame rate or sure. all that stuff, it's a Chun-Li game instead of Street Fighter. You're right. not playing Street Fighter. You're playing Chun-Li Simulator. <laughs> and I don't think that any any other game that would have a top 16 of all Chun-Li would immediately, because they can work at lightning speed and in video games, right. give her shittier frame rates and give her shittier attacks. Yeah, but yeah. And part of that, though, too, is that they've had like uh, in number more tournaments leading up to that also to get right, to that right, point. Right. Right in that right, exact right, right. format, and we have not. So, are you playing at your local level, Living Legend? Though, no, you're waiting. We're playing for the Living stuff? Lurker, baby. Oh my gosh, Living Which, Lurkers! Now you Shout can't out. play Fi in that. You could never play Fi in that. But no, 
even though Arachne can't beat Phi, which I'm still saying it can happen. People out there are mad at me because I said that, and I'm like, you just play the deck, etc. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, play Living Lurker. Shout out to our YouTube. Go check out the Living Lurker uh, tier list. And we've made a secret pact at our locals to we're playing lurker decks only, baby. So we're playing Riptides, we're playing Arachnes, we're playing Teclos, we're playing Maxes, we're playing who else is down Prism. there? Prism, Vincent. It's sick. It's such a fun. It's so fun. I mean, I'd love to get into that. Like my locals. I know. If I you could should. talk crap about Evan real quick. <laughs> Evan, <laughs> I we were almost done here with this podcast, and you haven't mentioned Evan. And I was I, like, "Wow, we're gonna do it." He's we're a person who it. I let borrow my cassette. There's been I didn't name him or whatever, but so this mf'er mother f mother. You can curse on uh, our podcast. This mo- this mother f'er he um watched worlds, so he was crushing people with Lexi. He has now pivoted to. I never won a top tier tournament after Outsiders was announced. It's like you top forward, lost in the finals of so many tournaments. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna make me feel bad for you because you never won, one. <laughs> especially when you price price split and made like two thousand dollars one weekend. Where I was like, oh my, how did this happen? Um, he has pivoted to. I'm gonna play Teclo. Then he he does a four zero Teclo thing. So we're like, okay, he's gonna play Teclo. Don't play Bravo in this meta because Teclo crushes Bravo and I, I don't want to lose to Evan more. So <laughs> I show up yesterday, like, let's build some skirmish decks so we can play on Saturday. Guess what this guy plays at CC for Tuesday night armory? After, oh, I'm crushing everyone with Lexi for a year. What does he show up on Tuesday with? Azalea? I'm going to play Alex's world championship <laughs> list by. He you guys need to. At your locals, you gotta make up some better rules. Here. I literally need to just punch Evan or whatever in the stomach. But no, you need to drop his deck, and I put my deck in his hands when he's not looking. But you just he four O's. He beats me in the finals by one point of damage, and he goes, "Bro, I need the XP. I need to be top fifty per Pro Tour LA. Currently, he's number thirty seven. So it's like, bro, like." <laughs> <laughs> that can go away you. in an instant though i have promise you, seen? you, seen you these don't people need to step on our backs to get to new heights every single tuesday but. <laughs> you need to enact living lurker format just put it in your discord be like hey check out hey. the attack action podcast let's do living lurker do you guys know that one guy you calling? won't you won't you cowards and you and you get him like that and then they're like whatever dude here i come vincent all the way and then you guys will have more fun. We had a person playing Vincent on Tuesday. Hell yeah. Imagine if everybody was playing Vincent. New Elliot showed up with it. Great job, New Elliot. Okay. Let's wrap this this sucker up here because I gotta go. Board game from the closet. So signature segment time. So here at the Attack Action Podcast, we like mini games. Board games, video games, the most dangerous game, mind games, etc. Uh, this might not be the best game, but it's uh, one of the games we want to share with you. And this week, Blake gets to tell us about the game he brought from his closet. It would closet. be right here if I went downstairs. Ugh. 
but it's not a visual medium. So I'm holding up a box that says Flux. Flux is there's a couple games from this era of my life, Flux and Munchkin, where it's like you learn the base and then you could play any kind of version of Flux. They had Zombie Flux, they had Cartoon Network Flux. Flux is a game where the rules are always changing. So you're going to draw some rule cards. So look at you. You're a board game designer now. It's a board game you design as you as you go. And, oh, I've got... It's like action cards, if we're going to use, like, flesh and blood terms. There'll be, like, non-attack... And not, not, there's, like, you can do things with these cards. It'll be, like, trade, trade cards with another player. But it, the cards that you're looking for, one of them will be, like, cookies. And one of them will be milk. And then the goal of the game that can constantly change, one of them will be be like, if you have the cookies and the milk at the same time, you win. But the goal of the game is always changing and the rules of the game is always changing. So you have to... It's like a game you could play with your family that has like combat tricks from your favorite magic or flesh and blood game. And you could be like, I tricked you, mom. Take that. I have the milk and cookies, you dumb girl. <laughs> Maybe don't put that in, but yeah, don't call is, your mom a girl. It, it is fun to. Well, I didn't want to say the other word, but it is. It is fun to. You could never iron song response your mom because she's not going to learn how to play arachne anytime soon. But you could flux your mom with the same same type of feeling by taking her milk and cookies and then winning with the milk and cookies next turn. And she'll be like, you rascal. And then you could be like, I prefer scoundrel because it's more old English and I'm trying to do an old English part of my life. <laughs> uh, Flux That's is me, a game Taylor, I've... and it's your audience. So. <laughs> uh, Flux is a game I've seen at the shop a lot and have never picked up. And I'm like, oh, there's Flux. This flux and that flux and so this like, other flux. One is a zombie flux and it'll be like, now there's a bunch of zombies in the deck and they're infecting the deck and you win the game if you have a getaway car, the gas can and a shotgun or I have a zombie horde. You win the game if you have four zombies under your control. And so I would choose the flux that makes the most sense for you of I'm trying to play with family members like Blake said I'll do the original base one or I'm going to play with my my friends that all really like zombie movies let's play the zombie version because we would obviously rather do that than and like there's bad cards you can give people or draw that just always stay around so for the original one it's death and taxes so there's like Mm. some flavor of like oh my god I have death and taxes in real life this is just like my real life Nice. And it's been around for since I've been in college, so I don't think it was a brand new game in 2008. Like 20 so years or something? It's got some pedigree, bro. I've only been out of college for 12 years at this point. So. Good for you. Way to graduate fairly on time. I'm assuming we're close in age. You always have that dream where you're like, I didn't do it. I can't believe they let me graduate without <laughs> doing that last class. And then they're like, we had to revoke your whole life because you had a dream that you didn't do it. No way. I think one of my 
they wanted me to take a class and I was like, no, I've taken this class at another institution. You will sign this paper saying so, you know, so. And now you're athletic director. Yeah. Which sounds better than it is. I, one of my best jokes I ever did was signing up to be the mathletic director at my, at my boys state. I don't know if you've ever did boys state growing up. Uh, no, I'm jock. I'm a jock. Well, they had jocks there. Okay. American Legion. Sure. You, you in between, it's only for dudes. Sorry for all the girls out there, but it was between your 17 and your 18, the summer before your senior year, you go spend a week of learning how government works with 400 other boys from your state. And they call it boy state. Sounds There's a documentary about it on Apple TV that I haven't watched, but it is about the Texas one, which is what I lived whenever I was 17, 18. And there's a song that we were taught to sing, which is literally insane because there's a part in the song where you like pause on the same word, but do three different notes on it. Huh. And I would, and would sing like, it with boys from every part knees. of Texas come together oh. here to meet new friends at Boys State. Boys State to be a citizen. Okay, all right. Don't, don't. We don't need oh, my God. And that's that one. That now I just have to edit this out. Thanks, Blake. Oh, you can't sing? I don't know. You copyright. can't, but you can't. <laughs> Got him. And that's Blake's one and only time being a host on the Attack Action <laughs> Podcast. Uh, Blake, thank you so much for stepping in and hanging out with me. It's uh, We don't hang out enough, you and I. And so this was a great opportunity for that. I'm sure the deep lore uh, wiki updaters of the Attack Action Podcast will love it that you're on the podcast and will, you know hyperlink all the episodes to this I, one when you're mentioned etc and that's i'm of just thing, glad so. the the seven people you asked before me all had thanksgiving plans and families hey. that care about them <laughs> the because uh, i certainly didn't <laughs> you were my first round draft pick and we got you nice yeah great totally so thank you uh thank you to the listener join the patron Check out Are you going to come to an AGE tournament this year? Me? Is that in the cards? I guess probably not. I don't know if they would put spent... out their their roadmap like Legend Story oh, Studios is doing. Literally in three weeks, maybe. That's almost a month away. That's like Christmas. Let's so do LSS be... rounding rules, and it's actually two weeks away. But it, it's <laughs> actually like feels like it's two weeks, but it's actually three. Sweet. Well, then, uh, depending. Okay. It depends. I'll find out. We'll see when you should just come. I, I want to come. Yeah, just this summer sometime. Pretend you're going to a camp, but sleep on uh, Colin and Blake's couch for two weeks. I'm sleeping on Blake's couch this time. Okay. I've uh, overstayed my welcome at Colin's. That's just in here now at the end of the podcast to see if this he's going to listen. This all is the way his to the microphone. End. He's such a good guy. He's so good. He's in Hawaii. Unless we can't say where he is. I don't know. Just don't give him the address specifically. And then we're probably fine. All right. A strong ending to the podcast as always here. Uh, Thanks again, Blake. Thanks to everybody. We will see you all in the next episode. Oh, wait. That's, uh, That's right. The next episode. See? 
only the reels, the real reels, uh, maybe I'll add this to the beginning of the podcast, listen to the very end and get these tasty tidbits. Uh, end of the year is coming up. So that means December, we are going to do one podcast and it's usually live on YouTube. So be sure to check that out and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you get the notifications and hang out in the chat with us. So that's how we usually spend our end of the years with a single podcast in December and it's live on YouTube. So and don't forget to sign up. up for the third annual Secret Santa for the Attack Action podcast. <laughs> You'll be getting each other's names the first week of December, and you need to have your stuff post-mailed by December 16th. December 16th, so it gets there by December 37th. True. Okay, we're out of here, everybody. Goodbye. Keep it real. Thank you for listening. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at the attack action podcast on twitter we are at battle bro taylor and at battle bro isaac shoot us an email the attack action podcast at gmail.com if you would like to support us like and subscribe shop for singles using our affiliate link or support our patreon for as little as four dollars per month